everyone. Welcome back to the Power to Perform podcast. I'm your host, Allie Mallory, and I am here with Dr. Mac Brown. Hey, hey. Thanks for being here, Mac. Sure thing. Um, So just as a reminder for everyone, this month we're switching it up a little bit. In each episode, we are highlighting one of our wonderful PHP clinicians. And so this week we have Dr. Mac Brown. So Mac, can you just kind of quickly introduce what your role is here and all the (laughs) the nuts and bolts of what I do? Sure. So I'm the assistant director and training coordinator here at PHP. Uh, So essentially with the training coordinator piece, uh, we have wonderful folks that are at the end of their um, degree programs going into the fields, just needing some applied experience and supervision and so that's something that we offer here and that's the program that i oversee uh to help get them up to speed nice and then you also see individual oh yeah like every other phd clinician (laughs) very thank you help (laughs) clarify the the other major part of my role which is seeing student athletes of course yes all right awesome so the first thing that i just want to talk to you about today is just kind of what got you here? Like, what's your educational background? Just kind of run us through my origin story, every as I like thing to. About you. Yes. <laughs> uh, well, it all started on September twenty eighth, nineteen eighty seven. No. Um, so I was a college athlete, and I had always enjoyed athletics as a kid, but wasn't on sports teams in high school or anything like that. Um, but I knew going to a really large university that if I could join a sports team, that could be a way to have camaraderie, and I just wanted to be more active too. Um, and I was able to walk on to my college's rowing team and then I got really invested in the sport and then I got really injured and had some medical issues that later popped up too Um, but that experience of not being able to participate because of injury and my experiences of how that was handled with the team and my coaches and teammates um, really got me thinking about what other people's experiences must have been like And that just became the rabbit hole that I fell down and realized there was a whole realm of psychology that was specific to sports, whether it was sport performance or dealing with injury or transitioning out of sport. And that just took me to being here sitting with you now. Yeah, because you're a doctor, right? So can you explain a little bit about how you got that? Yeah, so when I was in school at undergrad, uh, one of my academic advisors talked to me about this career path that I wanted to go down, and she was like, that's great, and it's also a very niche area to go into. So her recommendation was try and be broad in what you're capable of doing and providing so that you can also offer and specialize but still have kind of like a ground beneath you. So at the time, I knew that the things that I wanted to do, the areas that I wanted to work in, it would be in my best interest to pursue my doctorate. Um, So, and for fun, anyone that knows uh, Back to the Future, really throwing it back on movie (laughs) references, uh, I now get to call myself Doc Brown. But if you don't know Back to the Future, then you don't know who I'm referencing. But anyway, truly it was more relevant in in what it was going to open up doors for me to be able to do professionally to have my doctorate. Uh, so after undergrad, I went into my master's, which gave me the specialization with sport and performance psychology. And then from there, I went into my doctorate for clinical psychology to kind of have that be that broad catch-all. And truly, I really value being able to provide support in all areas of someone's life, whether it's the general clinical personal needs that someone might be having or the sport side of things. 
Awesome. And then you also have your CMPC. Can you touch on that? Yes. So the CMPC, the Certified Mental Performance Consultant, is the only certification out there that helps designate someone having had educational training, applied experience that's been supervised by someone who has the certification and taking an exam. Um, And because I did my master's with that specialization and then followed up with my doctorate, it set me up for the educational components to get that certification. And then over the years, the different settings that I've worked in, the folks that I've worked with um, helped get me that supervised clinical experience as well. Um, So the CMPC is just kind of a nice way of saying, like, I do have this specialized training and have actually applied it and someone has seen me apply it. So kind of all the checks and balances. Nice. And that's what led you to this job. It is. Yeah. I definitely knew that I wanted to find my way back into the athletic realm of things and college athletics. It will always have a near and dear place in my heart. Nice. Uh, So you mentioned, you know, you work individually with student athletes here. How would you describe your therapeutic style and are there er any areas of interest for you? Yeah, as far as my style, I would say I'm a pretty relationally based therapist. So I'm really looking at the relationship I'm building with the person I'm working with. And then I'm looking at the relationships that they have to themselves, to other people and to the world and how that might impact what they're experiencing, the challenges that they may be facing. So I find that is always on my mind when I'm working with someone and and looking at those pieces and how that might be at play for them. Um, You've probably already noticed from how I talk on this podcast that I'm a little bit goofy and like (laughs) to inject humor appropriately so where um, it seems fitting. But yeah, I, I think it's just being personable um, because when folks are working with me individually, they might be talking about things that are kind of vulnerable or new or scary or challenging. And so I always want to create a space that makes it possible for them to talk about it while also being able to um, be friendly and just be myself too. And I feel like there was a second part to this question. I'm forgetting areas of interest, areas of interest. Thank you. Um, I do think that because I've still stayed in college settings, I'm really interested in and fascinated working with folks who are going through this stage in their life where all these possibilities are present and there's a lot of identity formation occurring like who do I want to be who am I Um, how does that look relative to who I thought I was relative to my family system or what I thought I was going to pursue as a college major now I'm not or you know, all those things I find really engaging and interesting. Um, So identity formation, um, that transition out of sport piece, whether it's because of injury or because of graduation, um, working within the LGBTQ community is really important to me. Um, Those are all, I would say, major areas of interest in my work. Nice. Awesome. Um, And then so you've been at PHP how long now? Coming up on three years this February, actually. Wow. Yeah. That's exciting. Yes. Uh, what's your favorite thing about working here? I really enjoy the variety of what I do. Um, I think that, especially wearing the different hats, like the clinical hat when I'm doing the clinical work or when I'm getting out there doing team workshops or um, like the training program components, I really like having that kind of variety to my day. And it is really fun to be able to, you know, go to a practice and be able to build relationships there, but also be outside my office. Yes, definitely. (laughs) Um, So I just like both the setting and the aspects of my job. It always keeps it interesting and it's always different. Yeah. 
makes a lot of sense. And I'm sure, too, for someone who's just doing clinical work all day, every day, that could be a lot. Yeah, some people can do that. They, like, crank it out. And, you know, I think I can, but it wouldn't be my first choice. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, Well, to finish off the episode, please share a fun fact about yourself. So I feel like the different, the two fun facts that I first thought of, I feel like most people know, like, I've done an Ironman. I've done a lot of endurance events and things. So I don't feel like that's a new novel fun fact. Um, And I feel like a fair amount of people know that I'm now a parent, which is kind of a fun Mm -hmm. fact, but kind of a well-known one. So I'm the cutest baby ever. (laughs) (laughs) She is pretty cute. Um, So this is one that people wouldn't know. Um, My, one of my front teeth is uh, like half, not real. (laughs) I'm like staring at it now. Which one? (laughs) This one, my front left, my front left to to the right if if you're looking. So if we were under like a black light, you would be able to see it because half of it is fake. And so you would see it under the black light. But I was very into inline skating when I was younger and I wanted to do like aggressive inline skating and I saved up some money to get inline skates. And then I was tooling around my neighborhood on my skates, just jumping over cracks. And I got too high and leaned too far forward and started windmilling and ate pavement with my face. Oh my gosh. Didn't break anything other than my front tooth. And my mom was a dental hygienist, so she was not pleased. Yeah. But at least you had connections in that area. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. So you would never know. Thank you. (laughs) Folks, I'm staring at him right now and you cannot tell. (laughs) (laughs) Now everyone's going to be looking at my teeth and I'm going to be like, is there, do I have like food in my yeah. teeth or are you just looking at if just it, you can tell door. which one I know? <laughs> well, that was a great fun fact. Thank you for sharing. Sure thing. And thank you for being on this episode. Always. Always love having you on the podcast. My pleasure. And thank you everyone for listening and we will see you next week. Bye. Bye.